You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie Sketch, and today we are talking Season 2, Episode 12 of Forces of Destiny, which is Porgs. <laughs> um, been a little while. Uh, I was moving, and then uh, logistics of recording a podcast uh, after moving um, a little bit more difficult. Um so, uh, as you, we would usually go over some tedious things of news, I'm not going to do, to do that. Um, going to talk about the three main things, I think, since we've been gone, uh, which is uh, the three trailers uh, that we've gotten since I've been gone, which would be the season two Resistance trailer, uh, the D23 Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer trailer um apparently it's a teaser uh because we're going to be getting a full trailer uh october 21st during monday night football um and of course the mandalorian trailer um resistance season two which of course started earlier this week um so we won't go too long talking about that um essentially you know we get into this trailer and (laughs) We're very excited uh, for this new season. Definitely a lot more excited than I was going into season one um, based off of this trailer, you know, uh, as we do with a lot of the animated series. Uh, there was definitely a bit of growth um, and a little bit of trepidation uh, starting out uh, a little bit, you know, okay, what is this? What's going on? And we weren't shy about talking about that here, but as the season, uh, first season went along, you know, we grew with it, and uh, the story grew um, and became something that was interesting, and I think that season two is definitely going to ramp that up quite a bit, um, especially based off of this trailer. Um, season two is going to be the last season, which I think makes uh, quite a bit of sense, uh, just timing-wise, especially with how close we are to, uh, to The Force Awakens. Um, 
things that I noticed in the trailer that got me extra excited uh, was some of the super battle droids. Haven't seen those really since the Clone Wars. Um, and so I think that's, you know, coming into pulling all of those, uh, the First Order pulling, you know, a lot from where, you know, Palpatine and his kind of, uh, forces have been in the past and what they've used in the past excited for that you know we can definitely see that there is um I think the beginning of the season is going to be dealing a lot with um there's a lot of disarray on the Colossus you know they don't really know where they're at um they're running low on supplies you know they don't really you know know who's in charge and they have to figure that out and they are gonna have to figure out how to work together you know in order to survive and eventually in order to uh take on the first order um and so i think that you know first couple episodes of the season are definitely going to be dealing a lot with that um obviously the first episode has aired um i've not watched it yet um as of recording this so i can't speak to that i also am really interested in tam's storyline um last season i was a very much um especially when i went on with mike and matt um very much you know not blaming tam for her decision um i think at the time that this that resistance is kind of staged at and you know these kids have grown up in peacetime and you know the first order is a nuisance for sure and it's definitely something that people are wary of but i don't think anybody sees anything overtly wrong with it um at least not strongly i think a lot of people are, are distrustful and like okay what are you guys doing um but in Tam's situation, um, I can see where she would have been led to join them. Um, she felt very betrayed, you know, her friends didn't trust her, and the, you know, the First Order was like, we trust you, we believe, like, we want, we want you, we, we think you could be an asset, and so I don't think that her decision to leave, to leave the crew was that insane, and I think that was her, natural progression for her character um and she you know aside from leaving her friends and you know leaving these people that she's supposed to trust and who are supposed to trust her but of course she's been betrayed you know that's not it's not out of you know she's not she's betraying them but not really you know she doesn't see it as betraying them because they've betrayed her um, and not, you know, telling her who Kaz was and what was going on with all that. Um, but I think that when we come into this new season, it's going to be, she's going to be in a position where she is actively going to be, you know, the catalyst in their demise. Um, if that is where things go, I don't think it'll go that dark. I think, um, she's going to have, to make that decision of okay I realize that I messed up and the first order is not what I want to be dealing with and they're going to make me hurt my friends and they're going to use her you know to get to uh the crew on the colossus um 
and so I, I that's the thing I think I'm most interested in um, in this next season is seeing what happens with Tam because um, that was kind of you know aside from the Colossus being boosted off you know into who knows where um, I think that was the one of the major you know cliffhangers coming out of season one um, for me I think that was the greatest because we you know as an audience already know kind of what's going on elsewhere with the resistance and the rest of the galaxy and you know them not going to where the rest of the resistance is um saved all of their lives and we all knew that um so i don't think that that <laughs> was uh as much of a shock as tam um leaving the crew and uh journey- joining up the first order and that's something I'm really looking forward to getting into. Um, other things, obviously, we're going to see Kylo. Um, not just mentions of him, but he's going to be there. Um, maybe not there there. Um, what we have seen is a hologram of him. Um, be that what it may, I think that <laughs> brings in a little bit more excitement. Um, you know, we've seen Leia, we've seen Poe, um, but, you know, more of these central conflict characters coming in is pretty big, I'd say. Um, so that got me excited for sure. Um, another thing that I noticed from, you know, I didn't notice it right off, you know, when they come in, they find, you know, this device, they're like, what is this? Um, I saw in the comments that, um, a lot of people were saying that the runes on the walls were very similar, if not the same to those um, used in the world between worlds, um, which I think is going to be interesting. I'm excited to see anything in the future that will tie uh, to the world between worlds because I think that that would not have been put in Rebels had it not or would it not have something to do with something else later, whether that be Rise of Skywalker, whether that be anything that's coming out in the future um that's going to be interesting to see and the device um there in the middle I you know having recently finally gotten to playing Knights of the Old Republic I was like that you know that looks very familiar um and I, I was looking at it and I was like you know that looks a lot like the star maps uh for the Star Forge in uh, Knights of the Old Republic do I think that that is what it is? Probably not. Um, I think they were probably just going to use some old designs um, because that's something we recognize and that's something uh, people who have played KOTOR are going to see and go, oh, that's cool that they're reusing that. Um, do I think that it's the Star Forge? Nah, not at all. <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool that that is in there um and I don't think it's crazy to say that I think that those were that was done on purpose um but that's really all I have to talk about with resistance season two um I think it's going to be interesting to see um the ace pilots going into you know not just racing but you know fighting um in like real actual battles um and you know that's not really my thing 
um, ships and stuff. Not really my thing, but I think that'll be cool to see. Um, and that's, of course, going on right now. <laughs> and um, so not a whole long amount of time to wait to see that, um, which is exciting. Um, next up, of course, we have the D23 special look Rise of Skywalker teaser trailer thing you know they uh for the majority of the trailer you know it was just clips from uh the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and sound bites and things which i thought was interesting or i thought was nice um because you know everything's supposed to be tying together um in december here the only thing i really you know take from this is that um vision of course or the only thing i really feel the need to talk about um here is that vision uh that we get of ray with that um red dull bladed lightsaber um crazy moment that was actually that trailer came out about an hour before my first class on my first day of school and so I'm watching it waiting to go into class and then of course I couldn't think about anything else for the whole rest of the day which uh, I should have known better I should have waited to watch that but um you know what's more important <laughs> So, of course, you know, I'm freaking out and texting my friends. We're going through Twitter constantly. Did I, ex did I expect something like this to happen in the movie? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, not to that degree. Um, did I think that they would show it in the trailer? Probably not. However, it definitely got me even more interested than I already was. Um, they've alluded to this um, in the past, I think, you know, um, there's, you know, there's darkness inside you, like, blah, 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 you know, the whole, you know, uh, The Last Jedi, you know, was Rey kind of having that back and forth between, you know, I want to be a Jedi, I want to follow the light side, but then also having this pull, um, and I think that Rise of Skywalker is going to obviously go a little bit more into that. Uh, do I have my theories for how the movie is going to go down to the T? Absolutely, and I could talk about them in detail for a long time. Um, will I right now? No, I won't. Um, I think the two options, um, of course, and these are the only two options, I think, um, that this scene that we got in that trailer uh, was probably a vision. Whose vision is it? I don't know. Um, and, you know, if I... <laughs> um, my thoughts are very much, you know, that this movie is going to um, bring both Rey and Kylo to the middle. And they're going to meet right there in the middle. Um, so part of me thinks that that vision was not... If it was a vision, it may have been real. Um, I think that'd be cool. I don't think they would go quite that far as to have that be the actual thing that happens, um, or at least that exact scene. Um, I think um, that most likely um, what we were shown in that trailer was a vision of Kylo's, um, and I think that 
there's there's going to be some kind of Ray thinking I need to learn from both sides and then her going too far maybe that's where Palpatine comes in um we'll see and I think um that, that's where I'm going with that and it, at least in my brain is that it's going to be her falling therefore Kylo rising um maybe maybe not but that's immediately where my brain went um and so that's where I'm at and I could go exactly into how I think the movie is going to go because that's what I do is I'll piece the whole movie together in my brain and then I'll go in December 20th and I will watch it and tick things off or cross things out as I go um, because uh, as we all know most the <laughs> most fun about having these new movies come out is not actually watching the movie but um, waiting for it to come out and having your idea for how it's going to go um, and then being happily or unhappily surprised by the deviations from your own ideas um, that um, are what <laughs> that are what the movie you know is so uh, that's all I really feel like talking about with that trailer a little bit um, you know there were a lot of scenes that or there were a lot of images and scenes that you know were good to see in order to see you know different parts of the movie different characters where everybody's at but I think that that was things that we had already kind of seen in uh, the previous trailer um, and so I won't really get quite into that but I'm interested to see the trailer that will be out in like two weeks um, and then you know <laughs> try to tie that into the theories that I already have and you know the movie I already have playing out in my head um, all right <laughs> not gonna talk about that one too much uh, we'll go on Mandalorian trailer um, which mm, you guys know I'm excited for that um, trailer, not quite, um, doesn't really show us much. <laughs> um, I think that it really served to show characters that we have and kind of set a tone. Um, I think a big thing with that was, you know, the opening shot, which, you know, I did, I did, took notes on the trailer, but I didn't, you know, take that many. But I think the first thing that I saw most distinctive thing first thing in the trailer was those stormtrooper helmets on spikes which i thought was uh i don't i don't know how to describe what tone i would say that sets but i, I think I think it definitely sets some kind of um precedent for how this is going to go of course we go on through the trailer and see some um death troopers and we see some more stormtroopers uh we see uh we see some ATATs um and a lot of that um which leads me to wonder what's going on <laughs> because i was kind of i did this uh is supposed to be you know the stories taking place very much in between um 
original and the sequels. Um, and so I, you know, was wondering, okay, is this an Imperial Remnant or is this the beginning of the First Order? Um, I don't know if that question's been answered. If it has, sorry. Um, and I think that'll be interesting to see. I'm wondering, you know, if this, if the Mandalorian not only is going to hopefully, as I've said a million times, you know, end the, you know, overarching Mandalore storyline that we've had. I don't, uh, as we get closer to it and I kind of see where it's going, I don't think so. Um, and I think that it will be resolved at a different time, um, which makes me both happy and sad because I'd like it to be resolved, but I'm also happy that um, it'll be resolved in something else later down the line uh, that will be created, um, most likely by Filoni. But, um, where was I at? Um, I'm guessing now, you know, looking at this, I'm not sure if it's an Imperial Remnant or if it's the First Order, um, which, you know, there is a bridge there where the Imperial Remnant becomes the First Order. So maybe, you know, the Mandalorian is going to be giving us that story of how that went down, um, which I think has been talked about in the past, um, that maybe Mandalorian was going in that route. Um, I didn't ever really see it as that, or I didn't really imagine it as that, but as we see this trailer, I'm like, okay, I can see where they, they could be going in that route, at least from the perspective of this planet or this outpost or this character who didn't talk at all in the trailer, I don't think, um, which I think was an interesting choice to be made very mysterious character definitely keeping him very very mysterious uh we don't know his name haven't really heard him talk i don't think um so very you know i think the trailer was made to leave a lot of questions a lot more than were answered um but i think it was made very much to set a tone um of, you know, this being kind of like a lawless place and everybody's kind of stoic and mysterious and um, something definitely <laughs> quite a bit different than what we have had in the past um, with, you know, our television series, um, especially, you know, the recent ones, Resistance, you know. Um, so something I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited to see and I think with the, you know, the full length, you know, television program, um, we're going to get to keep it in that kind of mysterious zone for a little bit longer than you can in a movie because in a movie you, you obviously you need to introduce your characters and get things going um so as always I'm really excited but uh, like I said trailer really posed more questions than it answered and um you know we were shown the faces of our characters but you know we didn't learn much about them and again I think that's on purpose um so everything's mysterious as it apparently is supposed to be seems like one thing I will note um is was it that was Hondo in the Carbonite right like I'm not I'm not crazy for thinking that um, when, you know, they show that shot of Carbonite, I'm like, is that, is that Hondo? 
Um, I think it's been mentioned, maybe, that he would be in here. Um, old, old man by now, right? Very old man. Um, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe I've been crazy. Anyway, um, that's all I really have for news. Uh, you know, we have, <laughs> there's plenty more news. And if I wanted to get into every little bit of news that has happened since I last updated we'd be here for a very very long time so we're not going to do that um and uh as I said the last time I was on here which was a while ago um <laughs> this episode um for the force of the Disney portion very lackluster um porgs um no real you know stuff going on so um we'll talk as much about that as we can all right let's get into the recap calculate the jump chop how is my boyfriend doing maybe i can help you i am boba fett what was that what was what the throwing and the falling over there don't think about it kenobi Hand it over, Ewok. No. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome. Now it's time for the Rebel Cells episode recap. On Octo, Chewbacca and R2D2 are servicing the Millennium Falcon. Something is causing the engines not to run properly. The two then discover two porgs running away with blue wiring and give chase. Chewbacca also brings his bowcaster. The two po- follow the porgs into a ne- to a nest where they find a pair of porg hatchlings. They quickly discover that the thieves were the chicks' parents. Chewbacca tries to barter the blue wiring for a blanket, but the porg parents don't want it. The porg then points to a high tree above the rocks with blue moss growing on its leaves. The porgs are unable to reach it due to strong wind. Taking pity on the porgs, R2-D2 convinces Chewbacca to climb up to the tree and harvest the blue moss. Braving the wind, Chewbacca reaches the tree and brings back enough for the porg chicks. The porg parents are grateful and return the blue wiring to Chewbacca. They also rub heads with Chewbacca in gratitude. As Forces of Destiny episodes go, week episode um it is this is definitely one that um is more for the kids than it is for anything else and of course you know forces destiny is definitely for children we've been over this but um we'll get episodes with some important things in them and things that we can talk about um this episode not so much Um, It's just like, look at these porgs, look at Chewbacca, they're gonna learn to get along. I do think that, um, at the very least, this episode is a good way for us to bridge um, the gap between Chewbacca trying to eat the porgs to the porgs nesting on the falcon and, for the most part, trusting Chewbacca. I think if I saw a giant, you know, 
hairy lanky dude um try to eat my friend I wouldn't then go into the place where he lives and go like try to live there too so we see you know them at least begin to trust each other and you know Chewy helps the porgs and so therefore they like him um but you know, other than that, there's not much going on in this episode. Um, I can, you know, when <laughs> we talk a little bit about how, all right, well, here's how we see where the porgs are categorized as nearly flightless birds because they can sort of fly, but um, not in that wind, <laughs> not very far. Um, but, you know, there's pretty much nothing else going on in this episode. Um, it's interesting, I guess. It's it's something to see a little bit more of uh, what Chewie was doing um, on Octo while, you know, Ray and Luke were doing whatever they were doing. Um, well, not, you know what I mean. While Luke and Ray were off, you know, being uh, angsty and <laughs> arguing. But, yeah, there's not much going on in this episode, and that's fine, you know? And there was really no villain, and some episodes there are villains. Most episodes are villains. Um, and so that's, you know, a good episode that it's like, all right, here you go, child. <laughs> like, watch this, and we will um, uh, resume later on uh, um, with our own... Uh, Star Wars viewership and I think that you know the next episode um, that we'll get to um, Perilous Pursuit is a very good episode for bridging um, gaps somewhat in fact um, I believe that um, this next episode was made based on a an actual deleted scene that has been released um, from The Force Awakens uh, so that's, like, extra cool, because that was, like, supposed to be in the movie, but then it wasn't, <laughs> um, and if, uh, the, the Last Jedi wasn't, you know, already an hour and a half long, I'm sure, you know, something similar to this episode of Force of Destiny could have been, um, in, uh, could have been in that movie, um, maybe to, uh, add some comic relief, bridge the gap someplace, you know, let us see Chewie a little bit more, let us see the porks a little bit more, um, but, you know, it wasn't needed, um, and uh, as, you know, Force of Destiny goes, yeah, sure, I'll give you that, um, but as far as, you know, getting any information out of Forces of Destiny, nah, we didn't, we didn't quite need this one, um, my, my three notes for this episode, which usually I'll have, you know, eight to twelve, uh, was, says why the porgs infested the falcon, and now like Chewie, nearly flightless, was the whole note, and then literally nothing else, um, underlined three times um and so there's not a whole lot going on there um there's not a whole lot to talk about um so I think that's all we really have you know we did 25 minutes of uh news and then like three minutes on the episode um and and maybe not even that but you know there was a lot of news 
and there wasn't a lot going on uh with the actual episode so that is okay um so as always thank you for listening you can stay up to date on all the latest in star wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can find us on facebook at rebels podcast and on twitter at rebels podcast you can find us on instagram at rebel cells you can find me on twitter at cassie sketch that's c-a-s-s-i-e-s-c-u-t-c-h H. And of course, we are part of the Thunderquack podcast network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network. And if you'd like to support us, you can do that in one of two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch or by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your support. Uh, your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the Thunderpack. Ugh like the Thunderquack podcast and the Thunderquack group on Facebook. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening, um, and we'll be back next time with Perilous Pursuit. 